things. I'm Liz Benversi, Agriculture Educator for Brown County UW Extension. And today we're going to talk about preventing nutrient loss from manure application. On the panel is Kevin Klingberg, Outreach Specialist with UW Discovery Farms, and George Kep, Agriculture Agent for Columbia County UW Extension. George, what advice do you have for farmers so they have a better chance of keeping those nutrients in the field? Liz, a farmer's goal is always to keep those nutrients in the soil matrix to feed our crops. They want to avoid losses to the atmosphere, to surface waters, and to groundwater sources. And so to do this, they have uh, some tools to help them. The main goal here is to prevent nutrient application loss of that manure after a corn silage harvest, after a soybean harvest, after a corn grain harvest, after last alfalfa harvest, and again, making sure that we do this all prior to the ground freezing in the fall or winter. So a couple of tools that we have that farmers have to use are to use restriction maps again to identify prohibited areas of application. Again, we want that manure to stay pretty much where we put it. So we obviously don't want to uh, apply in established grass waterways. We need to stay away from sinkholes, stay away from surface water, obviously, non-harvested cropland or buffer strips, 200 feet away from wells in a CAFO or 50 feet on private wells and smaller farms. We really don't want to be applying manure to saturated soils. It's going to sit there and not, not go into the soil the way we want it to. And again, we have to watch out for certain areas where we know that we have fractured bedrock. So again, our restriction maps uh, really do a nice job of helping and pointing out those locations where we want to stay away from spreading manure uh, at critical times. Another tool that farmers have um, available to them, as well as for professional nutrient applicators, is the manure advisory system that's put out there um, in Wisconsin. It really has some great things to help farmers and nutrient applicators plan uh, their applications so we can avoid runoff risks as much as possible. If you go to this website, it actually shows a very nice map and, and shows day-to-day -day risk of runoff across Wisconsin, typically for a three-day period, all during spring, summer, and fall. In the wintertime, when the ground is frozen, it shows a 10-day period in the winter uh, that, that gives us an idea when snow melt might occur. So we know if we spread manure on top of snow, uh, it's probably going to run off if that snow melts too quickly. So again, this uses the National Weather Surface forecast methods uh, that consider precipitation, soil moisture, individual water basin characteristics, steepness of the slopes, and those kinds of things. Uh, and it gives recommendations for managing manure during high runoff risk times. So there are several different tools on this website that can help farmers. Another part of that manure management advisory system, uh, you can click on to another spot and it helps you do the 590 nutrient management planning, which helps you develop your own interactive online 590 restriction maps for your individual properties. Uh, and the Department of Ag, Trade and Consumer Protection has the, the GIS layer files on there. So again, lots of different information can be brought together to help you plan that. Also on this website are maps for soil temperatures and frost depths. 
again, helping farmers uh, later on, when can we get in there in the spring? Um, it also has a snapshot of previous runoff risk advisory forecast maps. So lots and lots of information available to farmers and professional nutrient applicators to determine when and where to apply that manure. So Kevin, another tool that we have out there is the use of cover crops. So how can farmers best use cover crops to help keep those nutrients in place after applications following corn silage? Thank you, George. Yeah, that's a very uh, popular choice that many farmers are taking a look at now. Uh, and again, we want to make sure that, that uh, uh, when corn silage is harvested and we're putting manure down uh, to empty our pits, uh, get ready for fall uh, as a nutrient source for the next year, that we, we keep uh, as much of that manure nutrient uh, in, on, uh, on the field as possible. Using cover crops is, is an excellent way to do that. And um, we, we need to sort of remember that there's a, there's a short window, a short window between uh, when the, when the uh, corn silage comes off and, and freeze up. And, and uh, using, using any of the small grains is probably one of the, one of the best ways that we can do uh, cover crops after corn silage. Winter rye uh, is, is an example of one of the cover crops that will, will uh, um, uh, continue to live through the winter and give cover as well as potential forage next spring. If we want to use something like uh, traditional oats or traditional barley, the spring oats, spring barley, they're an example of a cover crop that can be planted and, and we know that they will winter kill. And, and so next spring, uh, there, there's going to be residue. It won't green up, it, it'll be dead, uh, but, but it can be uh, planted right into a, a, as well. Again, we're looking for maintaining, maintaining residue, uh, green material uh, uh, in, the, in the fall and potentially into the spring that's going to uh, help help mitigate uh, the the energy that that the raindrops have uh, as as um, uh, we want to prevent soil erosion. The cover crops are also going to be a really excellent way to to uh, begin to to utilize some of the manure nutrient uh, that that's available and and potentially uh, recycle some of the nutrients. Uh, um, Neither of, of these uh, small grains, whether it's the rye or the oats or barley, are going to uh, particularly give us a nutrient credit, uh, but, but using small grains uh, right after corn silage is a really good way to uh, develop some type of a ground cover and also to, to begin to use the, the nutrients, the, the nutrients to get taken up into the, the, uh, the small grain grass materials uh, so that it can be uh, uh, recycled or let loose uh, again next spring. No-till uh, is, is a really easy way to establish these small grains. Uh, there's a lot of farmers who are also experimenting with just broadcast spreading uh, either before or after the manure is put on. Any way that you do it, um, these uh, uh, small grain grasses are going to be able to, to uh, provide some type of a quick cover and also uh, in the case of rye, 
uh, provide cover for next spring during the uh, the time period where uh, snow is melting and and the early spring rains are coming. So yeah, George, the, it's a really good way for for dairy farmers uh, who are taking corn silage to to continue to uh, minimize soil loss as well as continue to uh, utilize the nutrients that are available from manure. All right, thanks, Kevin. So kind of in summary here, we've got several tools that farmers and nutrient applicators can use. Number one, use the spreading restriction maps to plan best places to spread that manure. Number two, use the manure advisory system to plan the best time to apply that manure. And number three, plant small grain cover crops to keep and hold the manure and soil in place until the actual crop needs the nutrients the following year. Thank you, Kevin and George, for these excellent tips. If